Welcome to the Slipstream F1 podcast. Join us every Thursday for the preview show and every Sunday after the race. In this week's special episode, we journey back to the 1994 season, an era of Formula One with legendary names like Michael Schumacher, Ayrton Senna, and Damon Hill. Whilst we all know these household names, many may be unfamiliar with Benetton Formula One team and the now infamous Option 13. Well, Rob, uh, thanks so much for preparing an episode for us today and a special at that on the early 90s uh, scandal that was Option 13. Now, d- just a disclaimer, I know nothing about it, but you did a at huge all. deep dive. Nothing at all, but, okay. but you did a huge deep dive um, into the early 90s cars. Yeah, no, well, not really into the car like insanely, but just in terms of like the tech that they were using, the different engines that different teams were using, refueling. That was very interesting. That oh, the yeah. fact that you had now V8s, V10s, V12s, and then different uh, refueling strategies. And it, 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 it sounded like an insane time for Formula One. And I think it's kind of want them to try it again. Um, I know I know you're not a fan of the refueling, but it could be insane. It really could. I'm sure it could be insane. Before we uh, forget, uh, just to introduce ourselves, um, I mean, we've, we've, we've recorded this now twice. <laughs> we, we realized, what is wrong with the room here? Why is it not soundproofed? And we hadn't closed the uh, curtains or soundproofed anything in any way. But uh, the, the lovely voice that you've been hearing, who is going to take you through the entire story today, is uh, the one and only Rob Andrew Hurst. Hello. <laughs> Mind. And uh, I'm Mike Robertson. And uh, Rob, I mean, where, where would you like to start with this entire thing, my man? I Jeez. mean, it's uh, the early 90s. I'm, I'll, I'll let you know what I know uh, from the 94 season. If that's yeah, okay I think that's, that's a good idea. Great. So it's a season where, as far as I remember, Schumacher won. Yes. He won because he was, I mean, I, I find it hard to criticize Schumacher, but he, he played dirty, buddy. He won with Benetton in that season, but yeah. uh, as far as I remember, he crashed into Damon Hill okay. at Adelaide mm-hmm. and uh, prevented Hill from beating him. Yeah, and Hill never. And it, 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 it all came down to a one-point victory. Yeah. Yeah, insane. So I that that's all. I mean, that's a real takeaway. Uh, Edson Senna died that year. Yeah, insane. So did uh, Roland Ratzenberger. Yeah. I think that's. I'm pretty sure that's his name. You're Roland Ratzenberger. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's that's all I really know uh, from that season, mm. and that you know Mercedes had their first engine with Sauber, and that's where Red Bull kicked off. But that's yeah, completely away from things. Um, what don't I know about it so far? Well, okay, I, I'm just gonna kind of give like a brief bit of background mm. in terms of the what leading into the season. So, um, Prost retired. We had uh, Senna now kind of competing with a lot younger drivers than what he was usually used to. He was now supposed to be the up-and-coming, well, not up-and-coming, but it was supposed to be potentially his year with Williams. Um, It was also a year where they did heavy restrictions on driver assists, so traction control, um, what's it, anti-lock braking. Yeah, ABS. Yeah, yeah. so a lot of things that were trying to steer the car towards more of a driver-centric skill more than the car doing more of the work. So it's a very interesting time because you still have these insanely quick cars, but now a lot less, a lot less safer. Um, and Senna in particular was very concerned about the 
you know, what's going to happen within the next season. There's going to be a lot of crashes. But we'll get he into was that. concerned about that he was be- concerned. because they were taking away things like ABS and traction. And, yeah. Well, they had things like Williams. Um, they weren't the pioneers, but they were the they they perfected um, traction. Yeah, not, tra- not just traction yeah. control, but they, they uh, were, active suspension. Yes. they took uh, I believe Lotus were the guys who came up with uh, active suspension. And uh, yeah, it and also amazing. perfecting traction control. Like it really? was Lotus first, and then Williams. Williams were at like the forefront, really. Yeah, they they didn't do it first. But they, they, they did used it really ideas good. That worked. Yeah. yeah. Very it's much insane. like Apple. Apple would take an idea and say, that that's yeah. great, man. How do we use this? Okay. Exactly. And it's really cool, you know, me being a fan of F1 now. And I've only ever known Williams as Backmarker. The back oaks, yeah. you know? And now seeing seeing them where they were and how like how how competitive they were, it, it really gives me hope for like the future seasons of like anything can happen. Mm. It really can. I mean yeah. I mean, we have seen this now with like Ferrari and Red Bull, like going through their dips and downs, Mercedes and I as well. But then you, you can have someone like Williams coming back and be amazing. Yeah. But anyways, I, I digress. Let's let's go back to, you know, a bit of bit more background. Um, so, yes, the, the driver assists that were coming through from the 93 season being taken away. Um, interesting fact in the 93 season, the um, the FW15C Williams mm-hmm. car was the most and still is the most technologically advanced F1 car in terms of um, onboard computing, compute power, um, because it, everything from traction control to, you know, um, it, 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 they didn't have launch control there, but... They did have they, launch they, they did, yes, okay. that was okay. something that was... Uh, oh, also taken yeah. away, okay. But th- it's so interesting to hear about something in the 90s being more advanced than something in the 2020s i know right? it's insane so yeah I, I thought that was a very interesting thing to know um yeah so no traction control you know what fw stands for i do not uh fred williams frank williams frank williams yeah the it. the guy in the wheelchair who, yes yeah, yeah. so was, every every williams is an fw frank okay williams. okay cool anyway just thought i'd put that out there no that's no, cool that's a, that's a nice little tidbit um yeah so we had a whole, a whole bunch of regulations coming in. Senna had his doubts about everything. Um, then there was also a lot of speculation with legality of a lot of the cars coming onto the grid. There was a lot of speculation against Ferrari at first. There was something to do with their suspension where a lot of people were saying that's not technically legal. Um, and, you know, it always kind of happens to cars at, at the beginning of a season where... You know, people see something that's just on the cusp of being mm. legal and then, okay, cool, they're going to crash the season. We should actually jump on this now. Like, we actually saw it now in um, in this latest yep, season with Mercedes when Mercedes time, yeah. didn't have pods. And then I, I saw a whole bunch of people up and arm yeah. saying, when that's for, not when legal. When Mercedes had DAS and they saw it, they're like, <clears throat> get rid of that now. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Every, everybody just wants to make sure that if, if you're going to get a great advantage, it's kept within the rules. Exactly. Yeah. So. Sense speculation against ferrari and then there was immediate speculation um well question with um with uh, benetton so ross braun at the time with the benetton team was uh, questioned with the legality of the car and he essentially said that no there's nothing wrong with the car everything's perfectly legal we're going to come across and you know the the at the end of the day the stats and what we're going to produce from the car is going to speak for itself so he essentially was saying that there was nothing 
over the top about the car. There was nothing special. Everything was pretty much, you know, going to the books. That's what he said. Um, cut to... And this is Ross Braun. This is Ross Braun. The current, one of the current heads of Formula One. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I, did, I also didn't even know this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just checking, uh, just, just making sure that I see this. Uh, keep, keep tab of the names that are important to yes. know by the end of this. Yeah. Um, cool. So, beginning of the season now, uh, we go to the Brazilian Grand Prix. Lap 21, um, Senna is leading the race. He then pulls into the pits. Several seconds behind him is Michael Schumacher. They both pull into the pits. And guess who's now t- uh, uh, going out of the pits before Senna? Michael Schumacher. Schumacher. Seven seconds behind him. Several, several oh, seconds. Se- okay, probably you, you could say four oh, seconds. Of course, Schumacher for Benetton at this stage. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So Senna for Williams, uh, Michael Schumacher for Benetton. Uh, Senna was leading the race by several seconds, came into the pit, and then um, Schumacher came in shortly him. after him and left the pits before he did. Okay. So immediate red flags are going up in a lot of people's minds of how, how Benetton getting there pit so well or like just yeah. so it's so insanely quick because um, they're not the same pit stops that we have these days where no. it's like 2.3 you'd be having like a 10 second pit yeah. stop i mean to refuel that those are those are big monster machinery that they had do you know what there. what um engines were uh, benetton were running the v12s or 10s i don't know i i, I, I can't pretend to know i think i think it was ferrari that had 12s okay and i think maybe benetton and Williams were V8s, possibly. Okay. Could be Look, I'll take, I'll take your word on it, man. Take my word. This is my very um, amateur... You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> because of this, there's it a lot of... 1994 thinking, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I heard it here first, man. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of speculation of how Benetton are getting their pit stops so right. Okay. okay. Cool. We move on now to the Japan Grand Prix. Senna's on pole. On the first lap, he gets uh, unfortunately hit by um, Hakkinen. Okay. He's then out of the race. And Senna then proceeds to stand at the first corner at the uh, on the track. And he was listening to the cars going around the track. Mm-hmm. And he more particularly was listening to the Benetton car. And he noticed that there was a weird like sound happening with the way that like the car would apply acceleration out of the corner and that kind of then got him to lead to believe that the car benetton's car was illegal um and this is his quote i'm sure of it i have to fight against an illegal car therefore i have to drive um what's it i have to drive over the limit so so something in that exit of the cars oh mm. They didn't. Oh, they didn't get rid of something, did they? Well, yeah, they didn't get potentially. So what Senna was believing was that they weren't getting rid of traction control. control. Yeah, it was all about traction control, right? Okay. So Senna, Senna thinking that now, okay, this is a possibility that yeah, they can have traction control, or there's also other theories that. Mick, uh, sorry, Mick Schumacher. Michael Schumacher being a younger driver at the time, he had a different kind of style of um, left foot or right foot braking. So I think if he was doing left foot braking, 
applying a bit more, you know, weird acceleration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you would pull out in a weird way and it would sound different to a more um, where the driver, I would say, yeah, right? Of so he would then think that that was possibly traction control or something different with the car. Could be. Yeah, I mean, I, I've driven cars with and without traction control and you, you can feel straight away. Yeah. Where it's like something as sim- simple as um, driving on a Formula One twenty two. Yeah. On, on the on yeah. the on the on the games. Yeah, you can. Like, like you, you know when you've got traction control when you don't. There's a you can you can even see a difference there. So I'm yeah. sure somebody who knows half a thing about a Formula One car is yeah. gonna hear that and think, Hey buddy. Yeah, that's that's weird. That, that's weird that you're applying that throttle so early and not spinning out, champ. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Again, Jeez. you know, so Senna's this is reaction. Japan. Was this early in the season? Yeah, or? it's still relatively early. Because okay, it's quite a late season uh, race, late in the year season. Now. Late in the year race now. Yeah, so but I mean, I mean, yeah. it was Brazil. Yeah, I mean, and Australia is now last in this, so it, mm. it was kind of all switched up. Um. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, this could also be Senna reacting in a way that was a bruised ego because he's not competing against younger drivers he's supposed to be the top dog after his rivals left the the championship and now he's now trying to figure out why he's not doing as well as he should be especially now Mm. going into a team like williams who won 92 93 and now it's supposed to be his day it does sound like the blame game if you're if you're not looking at it in in hindsight yeah yeah okay so so where where do we go from here so the so he, he he makes that assertion that they're they're using or there's something a bit iffy and he thinks that they're using traction control yeah what what happens what was benison saying well it, it, there was there was nothing official it was just him speculating okay so it was not like you know it was taken to the press and then it was investigations or anything he was then just concerned and said i'm going to approach this in the way that i'm going to give it my entirety I'm going to put myself over the limit in order to beat this car that is potentially illegal. Okay. Because he's... He, it, it almost sounded like he was, like, thrown up against the wall and he was just jabbing it out, right? So, it then brings us to the San Marino Grand Prix. Where... Um, sad days. Yeah. yeah. Insanely sad days where both Senna and um, Roland um, Ratzenberger lost their lives unfortunately two in one weekend in, insane crazy and dude. You, for me knowing nothing about that day like reading about it and like seeing the accidents it was oh, insane it's, it's dude. tear-jerking yeah. stuff there because you're like oh my god this yeah is, it, and it's, it's it's within the you know a, a snap of the fingers snapping the fingers dude and it was it's done yeah it's done like seeing seeing center like the way he, the way his car went off the track also was like so bizarre. It yeah. it almost felt like it was eerie. Hey? Yeah, there's, there's there's like a weird silence that follows seeing yeah. somebody go off the. Even even when I see uh, anybody go off the track, it doesn't have to be like a Roman Grosjean kind of thing. It can just be like somebody uh, crashing on the first corner. Yeah, I get like goosebumps. I'm like, oh my Dude. god, S- you know, hands above your head silence i i don't like crashes anymore when i was no. a kid i thought it was the only cool thing man. i'm sure Correct, yeah because you're stupid but yeah like, you don't realize adults, that it's people's lives man yeah, dude this guy's got some people that love him and yeah. oh jeepers okay so, so yeah the yeah. the san marino grand prix Rob. so san marino grand prix tragedy um 
Senna was on uh, looking on pole. No, he was on pole. Sorry, and um, unfortunately crashed out. I think it was on the yeah. It was second after or third the, quarter? It was after the first chicane, and yeah. he started going uh, on that swoop. Yeah. Yeah. Was it before the Villeneuve chicane? Just just after the first chicane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then yes. Um. So you know the crash aside. After this, the FIA then. Um, proceeded to investigate the, the the top three teams right and that unfortunately was benetton ferrari and mclaren okay so williams weren't one of the top teams in they the were not oh interesting okay um and so the the what if the the fia asked for those three teams was for their compute engine data yeah show us exactly what code what your telemetries were Everything involved with the car needed to be public. Ferrari came forward immediately and gave all the data straight up. Mm. It's very unlike Ferrari, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, McLaren, they didn't submit their data until after the due date. Um, and because they had a bit of software on their onboard computer that had... Um, so... Uh, just a bit more background automatic gearboxes were also banned automatic yes, yes automatic not semi-automatic no 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 semi automatic, automatic where, where, where the, perfect, the, the computer is yes. shifting for the driver perfect, yeah. yes so um that those were taken away and what mclaren had was a, a bit of software that would upshift for the driver on on straights okay so coming it, out of the corners yeah or something. okay so like a form of traction control without it being traction control Ki yeah kind of okay cool that's smart yeah but it's automatic it's automatic but it doesn't necessarily breach the the regulations actually okay. so the fia looked at it and said this is a bit suspect what do you say about this yes we do it we we only do it for upshifting never downshifting and it's only on straights um and I think afterwards, I think they, they took it out anyways. But mm. they only got uh, fined $100,000. But they only got fined because they were late on submitting their data. Oh, God. McLaren. I know. Then, it was up to Benetton to submit their data. And they just flat out ignored the FIA. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because they knew they, <laughs> they were knew. dead. Well, they claim, they claim that they're not, but... So they just ignored it. And this the race happened on the 1st of May, just for even okay. more perspective. 1st of May, the race happened. Um, they asked on the day, please submit your data. They then ignored and then said that eventually we can't give you any of this data because we have an NDA with Cosworth. Okay, so Cosworth would have then been their engine supplier. Yes. So Cosworth supplied a lot of engines up until the mid-2000s kind of towards the end i think the last cosworth engine was actually in the in the toro rosso that won uh 2008 with uh with uh, Sebastian uh, Benjamin, Sebastian uh <laughs> yeah okay yeah. yeah epic it was it was like so silly it was like a v6 when or v8 when it was i think it was the final v8 really or v10 or something like that yeah it was not supposed to be uh, allowed to be taken into the next season but because they bought an old manufacturer the fia would just like ah dude go go for it why not effort anyway sorry no no cool um so yeah they complained about um the nda with cosworth and then the fia said look mate 
we're going to give this to the Liverpool Data and Research Analysis. Um, uh, I think it's a university. Mm -hmm. And um, so the, the LDRA. And they deal with um, something called the Official Secret Act, where they deal with military-grade secrets. Oh, my God. So your stuff's safe, hey? It's, it's all safe. So they then complied. They finally got the data in, I think it was June or July of the same year. Then developers then started peeling through all the code, going through everything line by line, looking at all the functions, and they got to line 13 of a bit of code, and it said, launch control. Oh my God. <laughs> so okay. launch control was in their, in their software. Benetton then said, we don't know how they got there. That's insane. We, we don't understand. But apparently what it might have been from was that they, they were porting over previous code from their other, their previous year's yeah, car. Yeah, previously legal car. Yeah. Okay. And it could have been left there by mistake. There's also, so if you wanted this software or this bit of code to work, there's two things that needs to happen. One is that it needed to be recompiled before you then put it onto the onboard computer of the car. Or you could plug in a laptop and get it working in seconds. So the recompiling would take several minutes and the laptop could take seconds. Okay. Don't tell me they have video footage of no, no, laptops in there. <laughs> I mean... I've but, I've seen I've seen that that that's how they used to play with the uh, um, the suspension. Oh really? They used to be like uh, t uh, putting it through sequences with the Williams team. You'd see them in there with like a little laptopy thing, and then you'd see the car kind of do a little dance, almost like a lowrider, and they were just making sure that the active suspension was working. So I I would have believed it. But sorry, Hectic. no no. Let's continue. So I'm so there, there's this. there's no evidence or anything of someone doing something on the race day, but I mean it's possible that anything can be enabled at any time yeah, while just, they're in the just, truck. Exactly. Yeah. Or even just in the pit. Well, not not during, but like you know, right before the race. Yeah, it's, of course. it's possible. Um. So yeah, and another thing that's interesting is that Josh Verstappen, right? He became he was he a, a test driver and then became like a replacement driver. Uh, Josh Verstappen was. Uh, a very moderately successful Formula One driver in the nineties. I mean, he was he was a test driver that did become a. So he was a test driver. driver. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure he was. Okay, yeah. So, but he even said, and this is also speculation, but he he said that um, the cars between Michael Schumacher and his own were, were quite different, which is quite interesting. Um, so you know, talking more about the software. Apparently on the wheel, when you would then go and select each individual mode, mm -hmm. launch, control, or whatever, there's only 10 options that you could select on the actual menu, okay? Mm -hmm. But it's possible to carry on selecting. You wouldn't be able to see it on the screen, but technically the wheel would register you going to place 11, 12, 13. But it wouldn't display on the screen. It, but, but it would it not existed. display... But Ooh, it existed. Okay. It existed and it was there and it was possible. And the car needed to be in, I think, a certain, not, I think, certain gear, certain, like, way to, like, set up the car in order to actually engage that function. 
And so, as a driver, you'd be able to feel straight away like, oh yeah, I locked into option 13. Exactly. Holy crap, dude. Yeah, but it was all, you, you wouldn't be able to see it, but you would be able to know of it. And the fact that Joss thought that, is it Joss or Joss? Joss Verstappen. Joss. Um, the fact that he said that he noticed a big difference between the cars is also a bit of a red flag. Um, anyways, so, you know, that's kind of like where the speculation ends. The FIA kind of said, okay, cool. The software was there. We can't prove that you have been using it. And that's kind of where it left. But you hear somebody like Senna. I mean, Complaining. Was this, I don't know if you know if this is the Suzuka circuit. Yes. That, okay, uh, so it was that Suzuka. I yes. remember because there was a there was a tangle between, I think it was the previous year or the two years before that, where Senna and Prost collided in the McLarens at the um, chicane just after 130R in Suzuka. Uh, so you'd be going down a long straight and there's a really quick right-handed embankment. So I'm wondering if it would be really, it would probably be smart for them to be in like gear six or seven, whatever, however many gears they had. Mm. Then, boom, 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 boom option 13 yeah and that's that's a good way of turning no, things on oh that's no so no crazy. but but now this is where it comes into kind of disproving center is that it's okay. a launch control it's not traction control the whole speculation was that they had traction control that's how they could i don't know so would they have to in order for the so this was option 13 was launch control launch control okay so this would only be effective at the start of the race really yeah potentially out of the pits and out of the pits as yeah. well yeah that's true so that that could give them that advantage i spoke okay. to at the beginning of the whole story right but during the race not so much so his speculation now on in in japan on that corner when he was listening to the cars and saying that doesn't sound legal it's kind of blown out the window okay. now so there's a bit of diciness there's a bit of it feels weird. It doesn't feel right. But I don't think they committed anything too hectic. I, I honestly don't. I think it was a bit too much speculation, leftover software, and we move on. The idea, okay. Yeah. A lot of people started blaming Senna's death on this entire Option 13's debacle because because he, Senna, because he was pushing so Because hard. he was pushing himself. Because he was like going to the nth degree in order to like try be the best because he's trying to break he's trying to get his fourth uh, world championship right mm. he's trying to get to that point of like competing with his old rival uh, Elaine Prost right mm -hmm. and unfortunately there's a, there's a very sad video that um, there was an interview uh, I think it was I, I know it was definitely Mika Hakkinen um, Michael Schumacher mm. And I think maybe like a David Coulthard or something like that. And uh, but there was only three of them. And uh, some interviewer asked something about uh, Senna's death. And this is just fresh. Hectic. And the thing is, uh, during that incident, Schumacher was either right in front of him or behind him. I, I think he was chasing Schumacher, to be honest, Rob. Um, but we'll, we'll have a look at it after this. Um, and Schumacher, like, just he tried to answer this question and then he just broke down really? and he started sobbing and this interviewer tried to ask him more questions and Mika Hacken had to say hey dude, dude just yeah, shut up bro yeah. okay guys the interviews are over now leave like this is hectic I think I think because you know what it's like I mean we, we've only really done karting you and I mm. and I know when there's like some 
kid in front of me, dude. You have no idea how mad I want to catch him. I'll, I'll risk more yeah. than I should in my dainty, <laughs> uh, my delicate age of 29 years old. Yeah. I'll risk more than I should. Yeah. Like, and all I got to lose is like bones, my future, and like uh, a salary. These guys are like flirting with life and they're willing yes, to bro, push yeah. it because you got like that, you know, when a dog's chasing a rabbit mm. and it's just complete blinders on. They'll go over the limit for it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's crazy. So that, in a nutshell, is the the story of option 13. That's option 13. And then there's a slight little thing with... Um, there were there were other things, apparently, in, in the season, but it's just these two things that I'm just going to remark on. Cool. Um, the other thing was the, the, the refueling. Um, and we noticed it in Germany um, with, with, with Jos Verstappen when he was Was that essentially... at the Nürburgring or was that Hockenheim? They got I don't two know. Really I, good I think it must have been Hockenheim. I don't think it was Nürburgring. So the Nürburgring used to have a really cool circuit that mm. was raced for quite a while. Uh, I think I think it might have been the Nürburgring at that stage. Okay. Yeah, really cool track, man. I'll I'll, I'll show you some because uh, I used to race on the Nürburgring in one or two. Yeah, it was the Nürburgring that that year. Really? Yeah, I think it was Nürburgring. Okay. Anyway, it's, it's not the um, entire Nordschleife. Yeah. It's like because uh, I was about to say that's the, massive. No, no, they used to race on that. Really? They did. Yeah. Back okay. in Nicky Lauda's day, they used to race the entire Nürburgring. How many laps did they do? It was like a, oh no, uh, I can't, I can't tell you that. It probably, was probably like probably eighteen. Five. <laughs> yeah. I'm just driving till everyone's dead. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but the whole thing about the Nürburgring, they stopped it because it was so grand and large that one, you couldn't have reliable TV uh, broadcasting of the damn thing. Also, if there was a crash. It could take forever for somebody to get there. Yeah, Spectator fair. value was really low. And yeah. the general maintenance of the Nordschleife was really subpar yeah. because they had so much to do. It was like it was like taking care of an entire city's uh, infrastructure mm. just for one little race that nobody cared about to yeah. go ahead. But um, yeah, sorry. What is the what is the other um, thing that you said? Refueling. Now, I'm not a fan of refueling at all for yes. so many reasons. And I think the prime reason is maybe this vi that, that video I was referring to earlier, where um, Joss Verstappen came pulled into the pits, and then they refueled his car, and something went wrong with the um, the nozzle. I, I would say I don't the know what release, else. Yeah. The release, and then um, essentially the entire car got entirely golfed in flames it's, it's the most insane spectacle yeah. uh dennis the the chap that i work with um i was telling him about what i'm researching on and he sent me this video and i was so gobsmacked to see it looked like carnage i yeah. i i honestly thought that he was dead yeah you see the video and yeah. you, you see the spray go on and there's a there's an there's, there's a like a second glimpse of like spray yeah and you can see uh just like yes he does this. he's, he's like, like hey what's oh. this Damn it, man. And then, because the TV guy, the, the camera yeah. man's like right there. Yeah. Oh, I got a great shot, buddy. And then I'm sure Boom. he saw the fuel and he thought, oh, well, uh, yeah. mom, uh, everybody's watching. Uh, this is me. I'm the camera guy. Uh, I'm going to die. Boom. This huge flame. The camera erupt. cuts out. Oh, camera dude. cuts out. You get another view. It's insane. It's so ridiculous, dude. And I understand. Thank goodness that fuel burns quick, buddy. Yeah, it does. Very quickly. And yeah. has got fire retardant uh, yeah. suits on. Yeah. But I, I understand your 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 reasons of why it's very dangerous. But reason why that entire scenario came to fruition was because they removed a fuel filter in their um, refiller, 
and that's what caused the issue. It was actually a safety thing. It is. It is because it takes a while to pump that fuel in. So this filter would have slowed it down. It was measured that they would get the petrol. Say petrol. Yeah, the petrol. The fuel into um into the into the car twelve and a half percent quicker than any other team. So I mean, so that and launch control, you're going to be saving upwards of five seconds per, yeah. per bloody stop every yeah. single time and you're going to get exact Ooh. Ooh. yeah so i mean okay. it's potential yeah i mean the, the so the 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 fuel thing undoubted you can't doubt it it happened they mm. cheated so <clears throat> were there any penalties that were applied to benton for this season i think yeah so they got that a hundred thousand dollar fine <clears throat> I thought that was mclaren uh, both both mclaren and um, okay and uh, Benetton got a hundred thousand dollar fine, but that was for being late. That wasn't. Oh. That wasn't for anything. So they got no illegal. repercussions for cheating. Nope. How Unfortunately, does, how not. How does that happen? Yeah. Because I mean, but it's cheating. We can't prove that they cheated. They can with the fuel nozzle. Yes, that. I think. I. I, I think they may have gotten something for that. I'll. Yeah. I'll actually check that okay. out. Yeah. I mean, look. As as far as anything that's going to gain you, especially in a title hunt. Even back then, Formula One was worth a lot of money. It was worth a crap load of yeah, money. Booming you know, 90s, it was eh? still the peak. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, I would say almost the boom of things. Mm. Where it started, the, the Senna days, that's when it started kicking off. It's insane, that, yeah. That's the root of everything. Do you know, apparently they, they did refueling because of the different, uh, like, you know, V12, V2, mm, V8 engines. engines. The different engines because they wanted to keep spectatorship up. They wanted more people to be attracted to someone's got a V12 engine, someone's got this. It, it, it does make it a bit more exciting, yeah, right? Yeah, it gives more variance to the sport. Yeah. And I, I do like, I like the refuel idea. I really do. But if they could just... How could they do it safer? How, how, do how you could they think, do it safer? I how mean, you, How would you do it if you were a Formula 1 engineer? I mean, do you think that there's a realistic thing? Would you, would you opt for refueling or would you rather opt for somebody getting out of the car and jumping in the next refueled car? Ooh, that's pretty interesting. Formula E does that. Or okay. Did, did that in their first couple of seasons. Because the, the car couldn't go far enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was this whole thing where they jump into a different car. Mm, that's pretty cool. It's very Lamar style. Uh, the yeah, yeah, start, yeah. Hey guys, run to the car. Ah! <laughs> you get like Fat Terry in the back, like stumbling <laughs> over himself. <laughs> um, so you, would you would you think of that? Because I mean, even in the uh, Singapore Grand Prix, yeah, when uh, Felipe Massa was, um, this is the 2008 one, Crashgate. Uh, if you haven't listened to that uh, podcast, please go have a listen. We really yeah. had a lot of fun making that as well. Um, he ran away with the fuel line. Again, Ferrari had huge... And this is in 2008, so you're talking sure. about 12 years later. Sorry, 14 years later. Yeah. And you're still having problems 14 with years. The, the the refueling. Tech's okay. And the fire was erupting on... Mm. It, it erupted on Kimi Raikkonen. It was, it was a common thing. This is this is into the 2000s, mid-2000s. Mm. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so against it. But as it would be you nice know, they, they could do they could do interesting things where as long as there's a fuel nozzle engaged in the car, there's no ways that the car can drive. They could have like a check. You could do, I don't know, you could do like multiple valves on like the actual thing that gets like put into the car potentially to like stop you know, insane spillage. I don't know. Or if if one, if if the car had a deactivation switch as soon as you plug that in. Yes, that's that's it, what I mean. It would engage neutral. 
basically yeah. until yeah. that car until that um nozzle was released maybe that would be safer exactly that, that's that's, that's what i mean because cool, they got yeah. the little neutral button um mm. on the on the actual body of the car for when they're towing things away they can press that in and engage as neutral so I, if, you if know, they could I, do that i, that I think a little bit of sense. if we can detect when a car's in drs we can certainly do that right yeah, dude, we sent people to the moon in the 60s. Yeah, on a calculator. Yeah, get the out The 90s here. was the most advanced car ever. Yeah, don't uh, tell me you can't make this safe. Yeah. No, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to, but mm. I feel like... No, there because, is still major risk. Major risk. Yeah, especially because Ferrari will be given some things that they can <laughs> just screw up. Yeah. And to be honest... We use I, diesel, what? <laughs> <laughs> They put it in like the air vent on the top <laughs> by mistake. Let's pour it into the car. You can see some guy like running out with like an on his shoulder. It's like dripping on the ground. <laughs> or, uh. Oh, this is water. <laughs> <laughs> so you see how yeah. my doubts have no, over no, time no. become very justified in the system. No, I don't even I trust agree. them with tires. Yeah, I know. I don't trust them with cars. <laughs> no, okay. So all our Ferrari fans, we love them. Oh, they're stupid. We just, we, you know, it's like seeing, it's seeing your son grow up through the honor roll. They're absolutely crushing it. And then all of a sudden they get hooked onto some kind of drug. Yeah. And they just become dropouts. We want to see them get back to that, you know? Yeah, you want to see somebody realize their potential. Yeah. You know, you you want to you want to see your child the way that the teacher at the parent teacher meeting, you know, the one that always says Rob has so much potential. Yeah. You want to see your child the way that teacher claims to see you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, she said that to the last twenty people that arrived <laughs> at her table as well. <laughs> oh, parent teacher evenings are so harrowing for me. <laughs> they bring up a, a fair amount of trauma for me too, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because I didn't tell my parents for the last however many years that there was parent-teacher evening that <laughs> night. But if I didn't know, I'd get castrated, man. Yeah, they figured out eventually, didn't they? Yeah. yeah fair enough. Well, I mean, that was good, man. I yeah. enjoyed that, Rob. Is that, is that the end of the story? That's, that's pretty much the end of the story, yeah. Um, Michael Schumacher when it went on to win the the, the championship, as By we know. By cheating, yes. Allegedly. But, I mean, you, we, can't, we can't knock him. He's a Watch goat. Watch the video, man. He's an absolute goat. He's a good. He, he is. He is. He is. But I, I, I thoroughly, yeah. thoroughly enjoyed that. I, so well, well done to you, Rob. That was a round of applause for you, Sunshine. Thanks, well done, Rob. I, I, I thought it was a, it was very interesting for me because again, it was, it was quite disjointed because I didn't know the entirety of the season. Right. Mm -hmm. I kind of just got like thrown in. Like this is, this is option thirteen, and this is why, and this is this. I'm like, fuck, hectic. That's very interesting. Um. But yeah, well done. I I think that was uh, that went a lot better than I thought, man. I I didn't know what to expect because uh, I I enjoy writing and making scripts and doing things. So to sit back was uh, an absolute treat. Thank nice. you. Thanks. Well, I, well I hope done. You enjoyed well it. done, I, Rob. I had a good time learning about everything. Yeah, it was really it's, good. It's good. To, it's also you know I think for you and I it's good to be uh, to gain a knowledge base of things wide and far yeah because it just makes today so much more incredible yeah exactly um so guys uh, if you are i mean if you enjoyed that story uh please do leave us a, a comment and a like um and if you if you hated it well stop listening <laughs> no yeah stop carry listening. on listening and Don't listen, listen to my, ever again my, to my podcast BS. if you didn't like that 
No, 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 you have to. You have to. You have to. You've signed the agreement now. <laughs> but um, that was that was great. I think that uh, the conspiracy series and the uh, definite controversial side of Formula One is something that uh, we want to continue doing and making some pretty cool specials and yes. episodes for you. The next one that, uh, and I've I've written all about it, Rob. It's going to be really? something oh, called yeah, you have written more. Spygate. Ooh, cool. Now, Rob. Um, I like Spy Kids. Spy Kids, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Spygate involves McLaren. Okay. And it involves the biggest fine handed out in sporting history. The biggest fine? This is just before millions. Crashgate. So um, it's another thing that shook the world. And I really, really, really can't wait to tell you that story interesting because especially now that you've told me about uh, mclaren being involved in this mm. and still cheating back then wow i don't dudes. know why they don't just cheat now they <laughs> suck at the moment man just just cheat you guys were great when you were being scumbags man just, just be scumbags again <laughs> no <laughs> but that 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 about i mean rob we we will call it uh, there for now until yeah. uh, new evidence is released fantastic guys um a big shout out firstly rob for an amazing story but secondly rob on friday we get to release or we get to tell everyone who won the prize yes and uh, rob's just gone and uh, seen the for the first time the prizes that we actually have to give rob, looking very cool man cool him yeah rob even epic. grabbed and said oh my god are those the orange tires Where yeah the heck do i don't orange know tires come from man super hot very they're, cool they're very very cool the hat very comfy did you try it on rob no Good. I have lice. I can't do Rob that. Rob has lice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we're going to be releasing that. Um, we'll we'll confirm this week the time where we'll do the live stream and the giveaway. But it should be a lot of fun. And this week we're back to race week, Rob. It's we have race the Singapore week. Grand Prix. It's going to be insane. Oh man, I'm so excited. So we have the Singapore Grand Prix coming up, and we've already done a bit of a preview with the Crash Gate. But we'll be doing a real preview show again mm. on. Thursday, we'll be releasing it for uh, the majority of our American guys. So, uh, yeah. yeah, looking forward to you do a lot that. more research again. Don't you worry, Rob. I'll hold your hand through this one. You held my hand through this entire <laughs> weekend, buddy. So, you just you, you just come on through. I'll lay it out for you, buddy. Okay, cool. I think, that, I think that'll do it. Just about do it. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in for another episode here. We will be... Uh, letting you guys know more and more about uh, some of the plans we have we also want to know uh, hey rob you still have a uh, formula 122 right yeah i do yeah great and for anybody else who has formula 122 what we think might be quite fun going into the future is for the next couple of race weekends we do a simulation with you guys our listeners and myself rob and some some of the other listeners um a, a, a short practice, short qualifying, and a 50% race for the track mm. that will be raced that weekend. That'd be keen. That sounds really good, yeah. right? So for everybody who thinks that that's a great idea, I know we've got quite a few gamers and Twitchers who are uh, listening to our podcast. Let us know if you guys are going to be keen. We'll put that up on Instagram and on uh, Twitter to see, if, to see who's keen, and uh, we'll set the date. It'll probably be on Thursday. Thursday work for you, Rob? Yeah, it sounds, yeah it's perfect, actually. Perfect. Yeah. Great, um, great. I'm probably going to try hacking some weird uh, traction control software of my own. So the the basic <laughs> the basic rules is going to be um, traction control will be on uh, full, so you will be allowed to race on. Full so it's traction a Benetton control. car, yes, epic. But if you want to race <laughs> on, um, it's a Benetton. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to race with medium or with it off, you'll have that disposal. But like, yeah. it'll be friendly to all beginners as well, so long yeah. as you enjoy racing the way racing is supposed to be done. Not like our friend Richard, who enjoys driving. Like a bloody maniac. But uh, if you drive 
like a competitive person, I think we'll I think we'll appreciate that. Rob yeah. Rob, will, Rob will smash you. He'll teach you how to race, dude. No, I will not. I'll be at the back of the pack. Race, <laughs> I'm a I'm a Nicholas Latifi kind of racer. Oh, jeepers! Well, I'm that's gonna be in the next show. I'm all the driver transfers. Um, you, Nicholas. That, yeah, Yuki Sonoda confirmed, buddy. What? Yeah, Latifi's out. But but what do you mean Sonoda's confirmed? For next year. What for Alvatari? We'll get to that in the next episode. Okay, bro. epic. Because <laughs> yes, I know, yes, I know yes. that I know that the TV is up. We'll, we'll discuss it next time. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us. Please make sure that you follow us on Spotify, uh, Instagram, or wherever. Somebody asked uh, yesterday if we are on Google Podcasts. Yes, we're on Google Podcasts. Oh yeah, we're on all podcast platforms that you can find us. And uh, make sure that you do subscribe to the show. Uh, you can follow me at the Real Sweaty Mike. Rob, where can we find you, buddy? You can follow me at Rob Andrew Hurst on Instagram and on Twitter. Please no DMs. I'm getting way too many weird DMs. Oh, are you? Are you? That's just from me, but <laughs> <laughs> but we, we we've enjoyed every second of making these shows for you guys, and uh, we look forward to making the next one on Wednesday evening. We will see you guys then, and we look forward to you sending into your predictions on who you think will get quali pole and uh, probably predictions for the race overall. Sure. But until then, uh, Rob, what, what is Benson? Benson's French, so you're going to have to say some French uh, goodbye. I'll let you think about it. Uh, bye-bye, everyone, from me. And Rob, uh, why don't you say uh, goodbye in French to the people? Oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're kind of American as well because Benson Ford, right? Um, no, no. Say it in French, buddy. Say it like, just say goodbye like Flavio, Flavio would say goodbye. How would he say it? I can't even think about what the French is. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Useless. I just want to put this out there. That it's au revoir in French. It is au revoir. Okay, Rob. Say au revoir to the people. Omelette du fromage. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs>